Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars. So we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthier way. And today we have with us my guest, Crystal Williams, who is um, currently a professor and general music teacher after having been a busy band director for 15 years, I believe it is. Um, and she has done it all. I have spoken with her before, but I've also watched her, uh, not in a stalking way, but on Facebook, seeing all the things that she does in her activities and the way her program has has grown. And, and I know she's a very busy band director and mom and all the things. So Crystal, I want to welcome you here and give us a little bit of your background and the journey that led you to be a band director. Well, thank you. Um, my background, uh, I you know, I, I had a hard hard transition to middle school. My mother died my sixth grade year and I was completely like lost. You know, that's the, such a pivotal point um, in anyone's life. And I was going to middle school without my mother and I just joined band that year. So band became my safe haven. Um, and every day that I entered the band room was a little bit better than the next emotionally and um my band director at the time, uh, Roosevelt Pratt, who teaches in North Carolina. It was just so fun and engaging that, you know, for a, a brief moment, I wasn't always so sad. And I said, I think I want to do this. This this is just just watching um, other students like myself kind of gravitate to that class and wanting to do it more and more every day better. It was so encouraging. Um, and I said, I have to do this. <laughs> So it was the music and the social and emotional piece of Absolutely. being in a group of people. Oh, I know we're preaching to the choir, to the band directors and stuff, but you're living proof right here of, of the music in there. So, so there you are out there throwing, you're pouring your heart and soul into being a music teacher. And today what we're going to talk about is a strategy that, that Crystal has used because she needed to make her job more efficient so she could have time at home and with her family and being at home without the laptop open while her son needed her attention and the like. So, so Crystal, give us a little bit of the story, like what your life was like, and then what you had to do to get it to your being in your 15 still, still so, walking away. Um, I transitioned from middle school to high school in 2012. And I just wasn't really prepared for the, um, the schedule difference because, you know, middle school is pretty much, Everything happens during the day and they go home. Um, I got to high school and there was marching band and that was the highlight of the school. And uh, all of these extra, you know, commitment, time commitments and performances, performances. And, you know, we call it being voluntold. You're mm -hmm. voluntold by the principal that you have to do this. And uh, just kind of navigating that. And I felt like every day I was planning every day for the next day or in the middle of that day, um, call it, you know, building the plane by flying it. That's how my first year was. I said, this isn't working. And so the first thing I, I realized I needed to do was to, to get organized. We've all seen our band director's desk. Like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's scores and it's just a mess. So um, the great thing is that I started going to conferences and kind of diving in technology and 
um, apps that can help me do things that I was doing by paper that I can do from my smartphone. I, I you know, this was the kind of boom of smartphones, taking attendance from my phone, um, sending students a video of how to do something in sectionals instead of me monitoring and sitting on the podium and trying to micromanage my entire classroom. Um, and so once technology hit, I realized I could train student leaders to do a lot of these things. And I started to delegate from within the classroom and giving them things, basic things, take attendance. Okay, you're having a sectional, here's an accountability sheet. Rate your section at the end of the, this, and it's digital, and email it to me. And they would actually do it because, yeah, it's a part of their grade, but I was just like, they felt some buy-in and ownership of the program, and I didn't know how important that was. So by delegating and using technology to keep it organized, um, I realized I didn't have to just be on the podium giving all the direction, that my students were really brilliant in ways that some of them had some really, um, they were very strong at certain aspects. And if I can identify those things and assign those things to them, um, I can duplicate myself. So that was the first thing is kind of organization, delegation, and then duplicating myself in the classroom. Did it freak you out to give up some of that control? Oh, I'm a control freak. I'm just going to I know we are. Band director, every band director does not want to. And it did. But I said, wow, these students could like run rehearsals. And I was like, I don't have to stand on a podium. I can go fix this clarinet in my office now. I can go um, to the office and run down this field trip request because my students were very responsible because I was very clear in what it is that I wanted them to do. So me being organized helped my band really just run more efficiently. Um, and then there was the, we don't have resources. And so I had to go outside of my classroom and ask other teachers and um, people clearly in my department, how are you getting robes? How, how did you get robes? My PO got turned down. And they're like, oh, there's a dry cleaner down the street that donates towards these things. And I'm like, oh, and just kind of fell a little too late to the game in some instances. Like, oh, I've been begging parents when I could have just sent an email to the vendors and the pay, you know, the businesses yeah. around the school. And I didn't realize that was something I needed to know how to do. So a lot of these things, like once you figured that out and got some organization stuff going, you don't have to reinvent the wheel every year then. It's all in place and it becomes perpetual. Um, and and I, I would literally train one student to be the office manager. And they pretty much knew how to do all of those things. Like, of course, they had to run everything by me, but they would live their life of a checklist. And I would give them student service learning hours. And so they managed the office and they didn't let students bombard me with question after question because they were the intermediate, a student. And um, that was like a highly coveted position for some reason. Uh, you know, teach. I've taught high school for over 30 years, but now I'm doing middle school. And I've been talking to so many of you who have been doing that. You know, at the high school level, I did a lot of that, but not as I, I need to do even more of this because it is empowering to the kids. And and it's 
it's we're so much more hands-on I, I am at the middle school than I ever had to be at the high school so learning how to help kids delegate and do so I kind of have reserved this year now I'm ready to start implementing a lot of these things because if I had just gone in last year I wouldn't have known what to set up really what do they need I had no idea how much they're in your face to oil a valve oh my gosh <laughs> I remember middle school <laughs> yes seven years I know but yeah I can see why you were talking earlier about when you made that transition into high school it's like you have the day job and the night job it's mm-hmm. two jobs it's it's crazy yeah and i now that i'm teaching middle school yeah I can, it's, it's a whole different kind of organizational stuff but it's great did you have any other um steps that you took besides the organization oh, and asking resources so, um paperwork bombards band directors mm-hmm. and, um i use everything google suite um i use a check-in form for instruments and a closeout form. And I have all these serial numbers. And the first year, it takes the first year to organize it, to put all of your inventory. Most of us have to do it digitally now, but putting it in a form. So students, you just take the take it out of the box and you tell them where to find the serial number. And then they drop down, oh, the serial number's there, clarinet, it's there. And I I put it on the students and then, of course, they have to get a little label and that's where the office manager comes in and the office manager handles labels and um, just kind of at the point where I got a document for everything that's user friendly, that can be easily emailed and shared and completed without killing a bunch of trees because we know the copy machine does not ever work. Um, And my administrators love that about me. They know that all the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. And they just, oh, it's digital. And when people ask me, they're like, oh, you have a form for that? Yep, here it is. Yep. Oh, and it's so easy to pull things, pull reports, find consistencies. I have a daily exit ticket with my kids. I call them moffogram. And I can start to see patterns when kids turn them in because I can pull them together and, and that. And so, yeah, so helpful. And you're teaching. Your classroom is so much more than just a learning about band and stuff. You're teaching so many life skills about serving in a community and and taking ownership that those kids are walking out of there with in addition to the great music experiences so cool so cool what do you what do you think like if you had after that first year just said well i'm gonna try this again and kept going in that that way would you still be wrapping up year 15 or would you no i think i was gonna lose it (laughs) i think I, i mean between you know like my son was one when i started teaching high school I literally rolled him on the field during graduation because I didn't have aftercare, you know, daycare on the weekend. And it was just like, okay, he's going to sit in the stroller and just like, how are women doing this? That was my biggest question is how are women doing this? And I found that my students came with the community too, and that I could tap into their community just the same way they tap into mine. And I found out that a parent was had her own daycare. I'm still friends with her to date. My son's not a baby anymore, but she she was like, oh, I can just come by and scoop him in the van and take him with me for an hour or two. And he loved it. And she would watch him at games. And I was like, oh, so I don't have to carry him around my neck with the parade. You know, it's a village, though, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. But I just had to really learn that there was a village that could help me. Because I was just like, I can't, I don't see myself being able to do this um, Yeah. with this, this small child and married and, you know, come home. And I called first, second, third and fourth shift 
first shift is get the baby up for, you know, to go with you to daycare and drop them off and then go to work. That second shift and third shift is come home and take care of your family. And fourth shift is lesson plan and plan for the next day. Mm. And just never which fourth shift might end in first shift. Oh, I remember those days with the young kids and the, oh yeah, my heart starts to race when I think about it. Before I ask you my final question, let's just take a minute to talk about with our listeners, some ways that maybe they could put these practices we've been talking about on the various uh, episodes of Band Director Bootcamp, put those into practice in their own lives. One, there is an app for everything. Find the app and make everyone use it. Don't don't fold just because it gets difficult. Don't fold because you don't always have the answers because our students are smart and our students are often will teach the adults how to use those apps. That's what I was going to say. They'll, they'll hold our hands all the way. They'll be like, you can do this, Miss Moffitt. <laughs> so you got a million great things you're bringing to the table, but let's take a moment. I always like to have my last question being I'm thinking of our newer band directors so that they've got the stamina to do this. Of all of the things you did to to um, make it more efficient and make it so that this was a much more sustainable career for you, what would you suggest that the newer, newer teachers maybe focus on first? Because they can't probably do all the organization and resources and all of those. What would you recommend? I would really say spend your first year really trying to get organized. Um. If you create something, try to have a system where you can find it. Um, it can be very overwhelming once you get into the next year and you're trying to remember what you did because you won't. Um, make sure that you find a way to be really organized and keep what you did. Don't throw everything away. Just because it didn't work this year doesn't mean that it won't work next year or another year. So don't throw things away um, just because it didn't go ideal um, because sometimes we just haven't learned how to manage the system in ourselves or make it efficient. So um, you get an idea um, and it doesn't go as planned. That doesn't mean that the idea is a bad idea. Trying to make sure that you have a way to access it, that you'll find it again. I find lessons from 10 years ago that's appropriate for now. And I'm so glad that I have a way to access it. Um, most of it digitally. Yeah, because yeah, stuff will, will be so different. But you're right about the, the having it available digitally now. You can, and if we save things just right and start to get it like that after that first year, you know what to organize better for the next year. And just this, you know, I'm all about being mindful of things and being mindful when you've, you know, where's your energy going and all of those things. So, you know, where do I need to be more organized? When am I just drained after I do it? Kids are often, like you said, really good and want to do a lot of the tasks that we just, that grade on us. So we need to take advantage of that because, you know, when they're doing the work, they're doing the learning. Yes. For sure. And then, yeah, for we can free our brain cells up for some other things. Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. 
With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. Um, any other last, last bits of wisdom you want to add to this? Um, I know we all think that we have to do everything in one day. And what I realize is that if you get in the habit of bringing everything home and working to completion, um, you'll work to depletion, meaning you will be empty. And every day you do that, you're a little less um, available to be your best at what it is you're trying to do. And so it actually isn't benefiting you by trying to bring the lap home, tap home, or it's not benefiting you getting up. I used to break my sleep to get up and do something. Sometimes you just have to say that this idea, this thing is going to have to happen tomorrow. Um, And you may feel like you're always getting behind, but at the same time, you at least have the energy to do it and do it more efficiently and do it to the best of your ability. Never burn the candle on both ends. That's what I tell people. Yeah. You know, I, I used to do that and then I'd be like, but it would still just grate in my head and be d- distracting. So I have learned when that happens, if it's the middle of the night, put it down on a notepad. Then I know I've dealt with it and I can deal at it when I am at my prime work time. I, if I do something like at 6 a.m., between 6 and 7 a.m., I can get more done than I can between 4 and 10 p.m. I mean, yep. I just know my prime time. So, but writing it down lets me take it out of that brain thing so I can then relax enough to, to do other stuff. So, yeah, I use Google it, Keep. Uh, is is kind of where I put a list and what remind us, oh, you didn't do this and it'll pop up and do it at three. And that that gives me peace of mind because then I know I can deal with it later. So that's that's a great idea. So, gosh, Crystal Williams, thanks so much for joining us on today's edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And I want to thank all the listeners out there who keep making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music, music education every day. The work you do matters and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier.